we love that. That brings joy to us. That back and forth. That just, you know, that's just what we like. So, you want to play that game? We can play that game. It's cool. You know, it's it's all it's all on in between the lines. Like we're we're competing for something huge. Like so, we're not. You know, it's never personal. I don't care who I'm talking to. It's just a person right here, and I'm just gonna say what I feel, and I'm gonna do what I feel too. And that's what they're gonna do. And we appreciate. Like you know, if you you bring it and we we on that, that's cool. But you know, what we look for that's what you saw happen. You saw ain't no running in the hill, man. We climb up the chimney. Yeah, for sure. We ain't ducking no fun, smoke, man. man. We're going to let everybody know we're here. We're going to play hard, trying to get a win. And if you don't like it, oh well. And you might as well bring it, so. You're going to cry what the baby's going to do. I'm done with all that bluffing on the court because them guys do a lot of bluffing, so, you know. I'm from the bluff city, man. We don't do no bluffing, man. Grizz Nation, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the No Bluffing Podcast. I know you miss us because we were off last week to unfortunate circumstances that we uh, we just really couldn't control, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, I am one of the hosts, Chris Ingram, with my co-host back with me for another great episode, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we got Luke and Nicole. How y'all feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Pretty sure. It's going to be great. What are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. We're feeling good, so it's going to be good. Cool, cool, cool. Run a little bit behind today, man. Um, I tried to get my little my, – my, my thug fizzle on in the kitchen a little bit sometime and um, made some Southwestern egg rolls, y'all, from Chili's. That's, like, my favorite thing to get from there. So I made some homemade and uh, been running all day. So I warmed some of them up before we hopped on here, and they were amazing. Better than they were fresh, making them last night, so. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> y'all have anything interesting outside of Grizzly stuff uh, this past week? This was the first week I kind of just got back. I, it felt like a, it felt like a, a normal week, you know, no, no like breaks in the breaking it up for work. Like I started the week on Tuesday and just it felt like a normal work week. Yeah. After, yeah. after the past couple of weeks of having like a holiday breaking stuff up, it just kind of felt like getting the getting the year under my belt back to normal. Yeah. Nicole, you ain't had to cuss nobody out in the spaces this past week. How you feeling? <laughs> um, I'm feeling good. You know, I don't be cussing nobody out anyways because they ain't worth my energy. No. <laughs> oh, really not. man. No, no, no. It's true. No. It's true. <laughs> if you are listening, obviously you are because you're hearing our voices. Make sure after every game you tap into the Grindhouse Grizzlies, Spaces Grizzlies on Twitter. Um not quite Twitter after dark, but uh, it's definitely PG thirteen. Sometimes get a little rated R, you know, just depends. Uh, but it's all it's all in good fun. All support of the team. Uh, also, we had a Grizz nine hundred one podcast uh, that goes on YouTube as well after the game. So make sure as soon as the spaces is about getting ready to wind down, you go ahead and jump on YouTube and catch them over there. As well as the recording, if you missed the YouTube, you can catch it uh, on any basically podcast network. Uh, or podcast platform. So anyway, uh, we're gonna jump right into it again. We we couldn't record last week. I take that back. No, we did record for almost an hour and a half. A hell of an episode, and I'm so sad. I'm crying inside. I'm pretty sure y'all is too. Um, got the editing. I don't know what happened. Technology just failed us, y'all. And um, 
yeah, it was an hour and a half of our time. I don't want to say wasted because we got our feelings and our thoughts out, but damn, it sucked. I've been <laughs> able to upload that to y'all. So we're praying for good, good, uh, good technology health today. And uh, we're gonna revisit a little bit of what we talked about last week as well as you know, add on to what, what's going on right now. So before we get started, Nicole, we're gonna go ahead and pass it to you for the no bluffing news. Okay. So uh this week been a little slow um with the news. So Andre Igudala is coming back tonight versus the Magic. He hasn't played since April 24th. <laughs> Y'all are looking the same way that I was looking when I found that out. <laughs> I feel a certain way about Iggy and I just, it just it's he ain't gonna move him. <laughs> he uh <laughs> I don't want to draw the ire of a specific fan group. So I, I, I will just say he he will not move the needle for them. And I will leave it at that. Man, I got you, Luke. Damn them Warriors fans, man. That man ain't going to do nothing for y'all. Nothing but a damn another coach. Sick of these folks acting like these old rusty players out here really doing something. All right, Iggy, you back. But you still going to sit on the bench and not play. So uh, yes, whatever. Yes. Right. Cool. That's why you didn't get no ring in Miami, sucker. I'm weak. No. Okay. Um, Y'all know I've been pushing. I have this agenda that I've been pushing, like pushing P really, really hard, but it's like pushing J for Jordan Clarkson. So this week, the Jazz offered him and Miles Turner contracts, and they both turned him down. And Jordan Clarkson is a free agent after this season pretty big i i thought that he was i, I thought that they like i mean i I, heard, I had a feeling they were going to offer him an extension before anybody else on that team and the fact that he turned it down makes me feel like there's something in the air i don't i don't know i don't know what it is you know he would be perfect here but he would also be perfect for a lot of guys you know that type of player is exactly what anybody that's contending needs you know i, I would be calling them knowing that he doesn't want to be there Call him. Shoot. Yeah. That's what, what I'm 30? saying. That's, he's 30, that's the least right? the Grizzlies could do. Just, just give him a call. He'll be 31. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had a point. Like, he don't look like he's 30. He don't play like he's 30. But if he at a point mentally, probably is like, all right, it's time to win a ring. There's no point of rebuilding here, you know, in Utah. So. And he knows hey. he can't do that in Utah. He yep. knows he's not yeah. going to get that. Stay tuned. So we got some stuff to talk about later on. May include some Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> I'm still pushing Jay. I'm still pushing my agenda. Jordan Clarkson to the Grizzlies. <laughs> Anyways, um, unfortunately, uh, Charlotte Hornets Kelly Oubre Jr. had a surgery on a torn ligament this week, and he will be out four to six weeks, and it's in his left hand. For those who don't know, uh, he is ambidextrous, so that's kind of almost detrimental to him, which sucks. But uh, all the well wishes to him, man, that's terrible. I seen the picture of him in the hospital bed. I was like, oh my God. Man, he could have been, he might've been, I don't know. That's another guy that I could see helping a lot. Of, like it sucks for a lot of people, you know, it sucks for him. Cause he, he's also at that point where I feel like he might want to ring, you know, he, and he could go be that guy on a, on a team. It's going to be tough when you, when you can't yeah. use your hand. Yeah, man. Yeah, that sucks for him. Um, so then we got uh, the Boston Celtics. 
have acquired a conditional second round pick from the Spurs in exchange for Noah Vonley and cash considerations. So the Celtics will get a future conditional second round pick and the Spurs get the cash and Noah. It's, I mean, it's the first, I'm not first sure dollar if Pop start. is trying to, is Pop trying to tank? <laughs> if he ain't, his, his yeah. front office is. Can That's we trade it. Pop to Memphis? <laughs> Can we trade a coach? Can we trade Pop to Memphis? Like I think uh, no, Doc, no. Doc Rivers got he got you don't think he'll be cool on the Chronic Grizzlies on behind Taylor? The man's like 94. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he old. He old. I love him, but he old. Oh. <laughs> and Shout speaking of uh the Charlotte Hornets. They tied the NBA with the first quarter record, 51 points. And then on top of that, they beat Milwaukee 138 to 109, led by Terry Rosier, who had 39 points. Are the Bucks for odds? Oh, they need help. They, don't they need scare something. Me. Yeah, they don't scare me anymore. Like the Giannis, Giannis is still scary, but that team, nah. Yeah, I think when Josh said what he said about Boston, that's really the only ones in the East that we worried about. Like Milwaukee, bro, I'm sorry. And then you get you got blown out by us. You get blown out by the team that we just blew out. Like, what's going on? But like bro? at this point, we're really seeing the flaws in all of these other teams because let's face it, Boston ain't bulletproof either. So mm-hmm. you right. Charlotte, I oh boy. I don't, I don't know. Right now, they in NBA purgatory. They got a franchise player and a bunch of just slop on the side. So, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know to tell you with them. But uh, shout out to them for whooping on the Milwaukee Bucks. Losing their <laughs> ego a little bit. <laughs> I think we kind of made them mad with how we did them. So, they had to take it out on somebody. That's true. Just That's unfortunate true. it was the Bucks. <laughs> Hate it had to be them. So that's what Drake said. Hate it had to be them. All right, Nicole. <laughs> well, we we appreciate you. Uh, we're gonna hop right in because again, we, we missed y'all last week. I know y'all missed us. We hope y'all missed us. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead and talk about what we missed out on talking about a little bit last week. But before we get to that, uh, quick weekend review, man. Um, like we talked about last week, we're still on a win streak right now. Uh, the Grizzlies are playing phenomenal uh, basketball right now. And on top of that, we don't even have Desmond Bain back in t- like the, the form that he was before he got hurt. So uh, if you've been under a rock since we last, well, I can't say since we last talked because we missed a week. Um, <laughs> I'm still, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to say that a couple of times because that just irritates my soul. Um, <laughs> we play, <laughs> we played the Pelicans on New Year's Eve. Uh, we beat up on them 116 to 101. Then the very next day on New Year's Day, we end up playing the Kings, beat them 118 to 108. Uh, we come back after two days of rest. Wednesday, we play the Hornets at the Hornets, 131 to 107, another dub. And then we finalize our little two-game uh road trip, I guess you can say. It wasn't really far from the crib, but we finalized that beating up on the magic. Um, the the final score doesn't tell the whole story. So if you didn't watch the game, don't be alarmed by that. Uh, we won 123 to 115, but I, it was a blowout. They took their foot off the gas. They let Orlando come back, and then John and Jaron did what they had to do to shut the door. So I won't go into detail on the games, but I want to get 
just how y'all um how y'all feel i'm gonna let y'all go into detail i'll say mine for the end but how did y'all feel about this last week we continue to be on this win streak um how y'all feeling about the team how they're looking um just what excited you this week uh we ain't gonna talk about what didn't excite you because it wasn't really a lot to you know talk bad about so uh nicole i'm gonna start with you what you see last week i saw a grizzly starting five that is finally connecting with one another i saw a zaire williams who is finally getting comfortable with his body after injury i saw phenomenal coaching from taylor jenkins i saw phenomenal defense from jaron jackson jr and dylan brooks um overall i'm extremely happy with this team right now i know that they're not going to be perfect not asking them to be perfect i'm just asking them to be efficient jaw's doing what he's supposed to do you seen him last game um getting the ball to Jaron in the post. Like, when when has he ever done that? Like, and then Steven Adams, 65 rebounds in the past four games. Like, that. that's all I can say. I'm happy. I'm content. I'm loving what I'm seeing. Um, we keep playing like this. It's going to be – it's going to be dangerous. Yeah, it's nice to see them – I mean, it's – what that's two that's two back to backs in one week, right? Like that's yes. not that's not easy. That's that's not easy to play two back to back NBA games twice in a week. And it's really not easy to get four dubs out of that. You know, like that's it, it's it's like you were saying, Nicole. It's it's like yeah, they're not they're not gonna be perfect, but but they got they played pretty darn close this past week, we I, I would say against you know, coming out the ball the way they did. I, I was really impressed with that. And and it's it's really encouraging to not see the defense drop at all. You know, I, I just keep expecting that to go down a little bit. And and with Dylan and Trip on the floor, it's just not it's just not really dropping at all so far. And that, that's that's pretty I, I'm surprised by that. I I I, mean, I keep expecting a dip to happen and, and that's not where the dip's coming from. We're not having a defensive dip at all anymore. And it's it's just great when when your team is suffering or not when say suffering. It's great when your team isn't performing in areas that you weren't expecting. You know, like like when when, when they're showing up and and doing the things that you were worried about. You know, like when you're worried about their defense and they show up night in and night out. It's like do, do I should stop worrying? That's I should they they show me this week. I probably need to stop worrying as much about the stuff I am worrying about and focus that maybe in other places yeah it, it's been really surprising because like as a team when jaron came back that boosted our defense obviously dylan is having a uh a hell of a year defensively and we'll talk about that in a second um but offensively like they are struggling a little bit as far as like i think it was one game in the past week where like the i want to say it was a pelican game where they shot like so many times better than us from three-point range and we still beat up on them like it's getting to a point to where, like, if we just sit back and look at the, the scope of the NBA, if we can fix just the shooting, man, like, if we can get those percentages up, the blowouts, they may not happen every single night, but that's going to be the key. It's just making shots. Like, we can't depend on Ja uh, to get to the rim every single play, but if we can spread this thing out, it's going to get really, really scary for the NBA. So, like I said, I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um uh, I like what I saw. Like that game you're talking about, though, that game, mm-hmm. they shot 17.2% from three. 
That's crazy. That's insane. And we bro. won. And we still won. Like what was the Pelicans? Are you do you have the Pelicans pulled up? Is I get it pulled up, but we had we had 25. I stocks. think the That's Pelicans were shooting like 30% from three that game. Luke can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was 30. So, um, one player that we're we're forgetting about is David Roddy. David mm-hmm. Roddy has been phenomenal with his minutes. Like it's gonna be hard to choose between him and Zaire when Zaire fully gets his grounding back, but David Roddy has been phenomenal like he's been playing out of his mind and what I love about him is that he plays defense with his feet and his body versus his hands so he makes him really work for it and I love that yep when I played not to give myself any kudos at all because I was a much better (laughs) football player but I was the guy that like we could be playing you know um in the gym just rec ball we could be playing church league we could be playing hey you it don't matter like I enjoy defending like and I me watching David Roddy reminds me he's a much better basketball player, y'all. I'm not comparing myself in that. But people always say, like, bro, how are you getting, like, to stay in front of these people? Like, it's simple. Like, it's by your feet. It's not the hands. I don't have the longest wingspan, but if I can literally just my feet stay in front, that's all that matters. Like, you're not watching the ball. You're not watching the eyes. You're not watching the crazy, fancy moves. And David Roddy, he understands that. Um, Dylan Brooks, he understands that as well. Like, I've heard his quotes before where he's looking right there at the waistband taking it back to fundamentals, you know, back in Little League. So um, we talked about Day Roddy a little bit on the past, uh, on again, the, the podcast that didn't go out to y'all. Um, but he's playing great. This is not on the docket, but, yes, with, with you bringing that up, Nicole, he's playing phenomenal right now for sure. Um, I can definitely reiterate on those sentiments because, I mean, he, we compared it. We was comparing it to last week. And, again, we won't go down the rabbit hole too much, but we did compare uh, – Zaire and, and Roddy's just trajectory up until this point in their rookie seasons. And we were talking about, you know, who's further at this point. And we all agree that Roddy is light years ahead. If you're talking about at this point in the season, between their two rookie seasons, he's light years ahead. And the main thing is his confidence. Like we we saw him, you know, his feet and his hands on the offensive end early in the season was kind of shaky, but it's to the point now he getting that ball on the break, bro. I'm confident that he's going to have a move to get to the basket. And he's a good finisher. For him to be that buff, you would think he would smoke a layup. Like, love Desmond Bain. Nicole, don't get me mad. I know that's your boo. But sometimes I feel like he's so buff that sometimes he'll trick a layup just because he's too strong and he, you know, he just throw it up there. Most of the time he makes it, but it is times where it's just a little bit too strong. Roddy is just buff as he is. He got some nice touch around the rim. So um, definitely impressed to see what, you know, what he's got going. And, again, I won't go down the rabbit hole on him too much. But um, – Shout out to him. It is going to be a hard decision. So, what we want to spend most of our time on today, as always, it always get the people going. Mr. Dylan Brooks, number 24. Talked about him on the last part. Y'all didn't get it. <clears throat> Still mad. Don't care. I'll keep bringing it up. But Dylan Brooks Island, man, it's a thing for a lot of the fan base. I'm not on it. I'm probably not welcome. But uh, at this point. I'm on it. Oh, we know. Me too. We oh we know. Oh, I'm the only one off. I ain't even close. I'm gonna tell you, I'm on the other side of the world right now. But I got my own little cabana gazebo. I'm the the alcohol server, a little tiki skirt. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Oh, uh, you 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 having a ball. Well, we'll, we'll 
I ain't, I'm not going to like, be like the staff of the White Lotus over here. We're wearing our Hawaiian shirts. We're, we're basically we have on our, our little our little what they call them the lays in Hawaii, the little necklaces mm-hmm. with the flowers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all mm-hmm. calm down. Y'all relax. <laughs> relax. Relax. Oh, Dylan Brooks, bro. He 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 he's having a phenomenal defensive season, right? Uh, and we're going to start off with this. Luke, I'm going to start with you. Again, I'm going to say my opinions and, and my viewpoints to the end. But is it possible that Dylan Brooks could be voted as Defensive Player of the Year this year? Do I, I think he's playing on a level that would deserve some votes. He's not going to – he's not – he won't win just because I don't – the people that vote for it. I mean, it killed him to give it to Marcus Smart last year, you know. I just don't think they typically give it to someone who's not like a – Someone who doesn't rack up the blocks and stuff like that. You know, I just if he's going to split the vote, you know, too between him and Jaron, I would much rather give it to Jaron. But his play is deserving of votes. I would say I think he deserves to be on an all defensive team, hands down. Either first team or second team. I think that's that's a foregone conclusion. If I had a vote, I would vote him there without a doubt. But defense player of the year is tough. That's that's a tough. You know, there's a lot of. There's a lot of guys who play at that level. And when one of them is a guy playing to your left, you know, it's a little bit tougher. Okay. Okay. Nicole, what about you? What, what's your thoughts on, on DB? I know you're on the island. Uh, you're a fresh resident. You talked about it a couple episodes ago. So, you know, you you you, you got there. You 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 laid ground, laid a foundation. Like you said, you having parties and tiki, all kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell me how you feeling about D- Dylan's uh, defensive player of the year chances, what he needs to do to possibly win it. Uh, is he going to even get there? What, what's your thoughts on that? I'm like Luke. I think he's in a good position to get some votes, but I don't think he's going to get them just because of the people who are voting. Uh, they they don't like his attitude. They don't like how he plays. They don't like the fact that he plays for the Grizzlies. Like nobody likes us. Um if there is a Grizzlies player to win it, it's going to be Jaron Jackson Jr. And mm-hmm. that's that's just the cream of the crop. I mean, that's just me being honest. But regarding Dylan, there's a stat that I want to bring up. And I seen it today, and it it rocked me, and I was shook. So I think we're on the same page. Yeah, let's talk about it. Go ahead. So we know that Dylan Brooks always gets the matchup difficulty. He always gets the the, the hardest person to, to defend. And he's 99% effective. So through his toughest tier one star matchups, the people against him so far in 40, almost 40 games have shot 20 shots and they've only made eight. They don't even take shots Damn. on him. Like, He's 99 percentile in matchup difficulty. He's 94 percentile in rim defense and field goals. And then he's 93rd percentile in defensive Raptor. Like, <laughs> this man is insane. That's so good. Like, <laughs> I always told y'all, man, look, I give credit when credit is due. When I saw this stat, my mouth about hit the floor. Not, that's not to say that I didn't know that he was a great defender. Because I've always said he's a great def- – he's a good defender. I've always said he's a good – I'm not going to come in here and lie. I didn't say he was great. You know what? You're right. But this year the statistics are showing, and I think he's taking it upon himself 
to make sure that if he get a contract, he don't get a contract with us, that his imprint is left on this team, at least this season. And he's making a big impact. I have not remembered a defensive player in the recent NBA that's been guarding literally every position at the magnitude and the just the efficiency that he has. I mean, I know on this on this pie chart right here that we're looking at, Nicole, when I saw it, I, I mean, it's showing that he he guards center 7.6% of the time. That's very, very close to 10% of the game or 10% of the time. That's still pretty crazy that out of all these people, even these people that's taller than him, he's allowing 8 to 20, 8 of 20 uh, in that stretch. That's just – that's mind-blowing, man. I'll be honest. Um, I'll tell y'all, like, if he keeps this up, the defensive pace that he's at right now, I feel like you got to give it to him because, like you said, Luke, when you look at Marcus Smart, like, he's he's scrappy. Like, he's going to try his best to shut down players. But I guarantee he wasn't shutting down players like this. Like mm-hmm. I haven't seen a I haven't seen a superstar we've played this year that has just gone off when he's playing. Like I can't even I'm gonna have to look this up in a second. I don't even remember if he played the Celtics game when we played them and they came to the forum. I don't remember if he played that game. I think it was just Ja and Desmond that was out there that game, and they went back and forth with him. I may be wrong, but well, I have another uh, stat to throw out there for you guys. That's gonna uh kind of shake the table on Dylan and Jaron. So apparently the duo of Dylan and Jaron, number one in the NBA points per possession against ISOs, they are at .79. We are number one. They can't stop us. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's really Damn. crazy. <laughs> it's, 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 it's bully ball, man. Like, I wasn't. I know the first time we played Zion this year, I think it was around the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, I was like, okay, I'm going to calm down before I say that Dylan is a Zion stopper because don't pretty much anybody in the NBA, they don't have the ability to stop Zion. But for the second game to come around and they limit him to 20 points and Dylan was the main defender on him, I'm like, oh, crap, okay, we may have some. Because I was worried about that matchup in the playoffs. I'm going to be 100% honest with y'all. We've been documented on this podcast to say that, you know, it'll be – a Pelicans Grizzlies Western Conference Finals, but Zion is definitely um, as Jai is on our side too. But Zion is the one that I'm worried about on their side, the X factor that can make that thing go. That I was worried about matchup wise. But if Dylan can guard him from the perimeter to the, well, I can't even say to the to the rim because you got Jaron coming help side. It's not much he gonna be able to do. And that's the same thing with Giannis. We put a wall on him. He got to the rim. I mean, the worst thing you're going to do is foul him, and he takes 10 seconds to shoot a free throw. I hope they put a rule in to shut that down because, he, man, he takes forever. But, yeah, Dylan, he's on another level. Uh, I got to give him his props defensively. He's taken – my one argument with him, about him with the Grizzly fans has been, you know, if he's such a great defender, why has he not been on the defensive player of the year or at least a defensive team's radar? And we saw the report come out last month where he was, uh, I believe, number three behind OG Ananobi and Brooke Lopez and the defensive player of the year, which is amazing. Uh, the resume he's put together in this last month since that last uh, report, I would think you maybe put him up to number two. Um, and I don't think Brooke Lopez is number one anymore. You damn near got to put Jaron number one. So this might be the first time where teammates are going to, you know, had a possibility to be number one 
two or two three or however it shakes out in the defensive player of the year um makeup so with the way that he's playing right now y'all tell me this do y'all feel like is he still solidifying himself as the person that is going to get a large contract at the end of the year are we going to pay him more than 20 million to keep him here or is it going to be one of those things where the trade in line is coming up he's upping his value and do y'all think they decide to either let him walk or move him for something else because we i mean i have to say these stats are showing that we need him defensively but y'all know on the other side of that how i feel we talked about it last week so what y'all think uh, uh, can't trade we're not him. letting yeah, dylan can't. brooks walk yeah, yeah, <laughs> not sure, letting shit. Dylan Brooks walk. Yeah. That is egregious. <laughs> that is uh, nasty work to even be thought of. The Grizzlies <laughs> would be a dumb franchise if they let a player of that caliber walk, especially with how he's been playing this year. Like, for me, it's not so much his offensive efficiency, it's that he knows when to step up when he's needed to be that person, and then when he's needed to just fall back into the role that he's supposed to be in. So like he, he knows now he knows, okay, this is when I'm supposed to be him. And this is when I'm supposed to be part of them. If y'all get me, the the Grizzlies are not going to let that man walk. Do I see him getting 20 million? No, I'm saying somewhere between 16 and 18, but maybe Mm. three, four years, but I'm not, I don't see a 20. No, but I don't see them letting him walk or trading him either. Like, no other team is going to want to deal with Dylan Brooks. They don't know how to deal with him. They wouldn't know how to use him like the Grizzlies do. And then his attitude is a hut. He has a really strong attitude, and a lot of coaches would clash with that. So, yeah. And I don't, if he keeps playing like this too, it's hard to not. I mean, it, it, it would just be it'd be shysty to, to, to not pay him 18 million if he keeps playing like this. It's like, oh, yeah, thank you for playing at a ungodly level but you know we're only going to give you 15 million like that's low that's just that's that's dirty and i don't think they're going to do him dirty too if he keeps playing like this he's earned that payday you know he's earned his bag yeah and see that's the problem and again we talked about it on last week's pod that y'all didn't get and i'm gonna bring it back up because y'all didn't get it y'all didn't hear it so we're gonna (laughs) kind of rehash it a little bit 20 million if you asked me that a month ago a month and a half ago i was like ah no we can't pay dude there's no way we can we can you know put those funds somewhere else because the one glaring need that we've all agreed on is bench scoring we need that to win a championship role players win rings and we don't have a bench score we just don't we had a lot of promise and potential but we don't have a bench score and um I've been on the train for the last probably two to three years saying that I would just pray that Dylan would accept the role of six man. But even looking at the way he's playing this year, I don't even know if I want that because as a six man, yes, your job is to come in there and light it up, you know, get shots off. But my one critique of Dylan has always been the fact that he does not take smart shots. He doesn't know when to stop. Uh, prime example the other night, um, Jaron and Ja played great. I mean, Jaron missed, what, two field goals against the Magic and hit 30 points, 30 and 10. Ja hit 30 points. And you look at the stat sheet, and Dylan was, oh, my God, it was it was terrible. Like, stop shooting. If you're throwing up 18 shots and you're only making five, like, it was a point in there at some point where you got to say, okay, I have an off night, which we know he's not an efficient shooter anyway. He can make some crazy shots from time to time, but he's not efficient. 
But because we winning, you got people that'll say, oh, we'll let Dylan cook. Dude, if you can lock into the Tony Allen role, because he's a better offensive player than Tony Allen, um, defensively, Tony may be a little bit better. I don't know. We'll have to go get the metrics and add them, put them side by side to see, you know, how Tony was able to guard one through five in the same efficiency that Dylan does. Because he's taller, I think Dylan may get the nod on that. Um, and again, he is a better offensive player, but it got to a point to where Tony knew, like, all right, this just ain't my game or this ain't my night. This ain't what I'm supposed to do. We know that the offense runs through Mike, Zebo, and Mark. I get mine of based off whatever's left over. Dylan, he don't think like that. And it's times crucial. We're talking about bringing in role players that are crucial to hit timely shots. You can have a negative effect if you have somebody that takes an untimely shot, especially in a close playoff game. And that's my only fear with Dylan. We talked about it last week where um, we saw him lock in offensively um, when his last extension was up about two years ago, uh, maybe three years ago at this point. And after that, he went back to the same Dylan. What worries me, we talked about PTDD before, a post-traumatic Dylan distress. I still have it. And I won't lose it until I see consistency for maybe a year or two um, after he, you know, gets this extension, which I believe, like y'all said, I think is coming. But I just don't want to fall prisoner of the moment. And, you know, we throw him this big old bag and next year he go back to the same old, same old. Um, he doesn't tweak the offensive uh, shot taking. Because there's no reason if a guy is hitting 30 on, I think it was like seven of nine or whatever jaren's field goal uh numbers were that you don't like he had less shots than dylan hit way more points than dylan like no we're feeding these guys bro just lock in defensively and i we talked in the text i told nicole i was like i'm kind of glad it didn't go out because i want to make this point and i didn't make it last part and this is the last time i talk about this i'm gonna be honest like i'm through i know dylan gets a lot of stuff going in me and fans but this is my last time and this is the last point that i'm making if somebody brings it up to me again i will tell them to revert to the 34 minute mark of this podcast <laughs> if steven adams went out there we all know what he's great at which is rebounding being an enforcer um and just being a guy that can get you you know he's a great post passer we know his game if he goes out there and starts trying to dribble like ja and shoot three pointers are we going to give him a pass just because he's a great defender? I mean, a great rebounder? We're not. If I would. Brandon, <laughs> stop the cap. Stop capping, Nicole. No, you can't do that. Mm-mm. Nope. Because I'll make a point to you in just one second because you just got me thinking about something. But let me finish this one. I'm going to give y'all a couple examples. Brandon Clark, we know he's a master of putting you in the spin cycle if he comes up the dribble. That's really the only move that he got. But if Brandon Clark start going out there with that flicked jumper that he has, which he has stopped shooting, he does not go to the three-point line no more like he did his first and second year. His first year, he made them. Second year, he, he still tried it. He wasn't making third and fourth year. He said, I know what my role is. I know what my game is. I'm sticking on the inside. If he goes out there and tries to take people off the dribble shooting threes after all the good that he does, but he consistently does that, are we going to be giving him a pass? As a whole, and I'm talking about not just y'all on the podcast. I'm talking about everybody. It's Grizz Nation as a whole. We're probably not. If let me give one more example. Let me give one more example. 
I can even give Jaren the Jaren example. We have people that have literally been trying to write Jaren off because he's been giving dumb fouls and being sloppy down low for the last two, three years, and then he's being hurt. They wanted to write that man off. And a lot of us were, were minded, like, no, give him time. He's still young. Like, we see the potential, and we see what's, you know, finally blooming from him right now. So the last one I'm going to say is this one, Nicole, because you got me thinking. If a man or woman, you're in a relationship, right? They are just courting you in the most perfect way. I'm talking about they whining and dining you. They making you just feel like the best man or woman in the world. They buying you the best of the best. You eating the best of food. You going on the best of vacations. First class. I'm talking about just the celebrity lifestyle, the Kardashian lifestyle that you've always dreamt of, right? But you find out that they sleeping with multiple people behind your back. You're not going to stay with them just because of how the way that they're making you feel. Now, I know it's going to hurt because you got to go back with Roscoe down the street or, or Tyrone <laughs> that works down there at the swap meet. It's going to suck, right? But the truth of the matter is you're not just going to get them a pass because they're hurting you so bad in this one area. That's my only thing with Dylan Brooks. He hurts us with shots because if he's, if he's missing them a lot, he continues to shoot them and try to shoot his way out of a slump in a game, which is just not smart. You are the fourth guy in the offense. You are an amazing defender this year. Top three DPOY, you could potentially make it, and I put it on earlier today. Go check my Twitter if you think I'm lying. I retweeted the, the stat that Nicole talked about saying uh, it was a Tony Allen uh, gif, but him saying first-team uh, all-defense. Dylan deserves that this year. Give him that. First-team all-defense. I promise you I'm on that train. Stick in that role, though. Let's stop giving him a pass because he's so great at that one thing. And then whatever he does, I mean, the dude literally said they don't care about the shots I take because I, I bust my ass and I guard the best player every night. That's not good, bro. Like, that's you saying that you know that you're doing wrong. And if my daughter come in here right now and I tell like, she keep doing bad stuff and she knows, and like, why are you doing it if you know? Like, you're two right now, so I, I got to give you a pass. But when she turns five or six and she's doing the same stuff she knows she's not supposed to do, why am I giving her a pass? No, you don't get ice cream today. No, you don't get a Barbie, a Barbie doll or whatever you – no, you got to change what you're doing. So, rant over. I had to get that out because we recorded it last week. That didn't go out, and then I left some stuff out. But that's just my thoughts. But, yes, to go back to the point, I believe he's defensive player of the year. Anybody wants to rebuttal, jump in. The floor is yours. I yield my time on, on that point. I still think it's going to be Jaron. I'm sorry. I, I, I just can't – I cannot look past Jaron. And, and everything that he's doing, everything that he's done with the amount of games that he's missed this season, I cannot look past it. I'm willing to give Dylan a pass. You're talking about – I'm giving him a pass because he's trying to do what this team is missing and nobody else is trying. No, I mean, like, yeah, he's putting up a shit ton of shots, but we need someone to – we need some sort of offensive production coming from somebody other than the guys that are normally doing it. So – I'm willing to give him a pass for that. Granted, I hope he doesn't continue doing it the rest of the season. Hopefully, we don't have to have this conversation and we get somebody in here to consistently offensive <laughs> like produce off the bench. But for now, I'm I'm giving him a pass. You know, I'm I'm because of the level of defense he's playing. I'm I'm, I'm going to give him a pass. I'm going to give him a pass. I, I'm with. I, I still don't think he's going to beat Jaron, but I'll, I'll give him a pass for this. I didn't get your response on that one, Luke. If Steven Adams did the exact same thing, 
would you give him a pass? Would I? Steve O? I mean, I'm a sh- shit. You're asking the wrong guy. I give everybody a pass for, 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 I give <laughs> a lot. I guess. Like, you get, you got to really piss me. Like, I'm, I'm a bad example. Like, <laughs> I give everybody the benefit of the doubt until they've really just spat in my face. And so I'm like, yeah, Steve O, go for it. Like, you know, now, Chris, all- would, would you ask Steven Adams that to his face? <laughs> would I ask him what? That, that situation. Yeah, I would. If Steve O is out there, I'm, I'm dead sick. Man, we're talking about basketball. This ain't got nothing to do with personal nothing. If Steve O is out now, he can he gonna say something smart back because we know Steve O got a smart mouth, right? He's gonna say something probably funny. He's gonna I'm probably just throw talking out a about the fact that that man is huge. That's the strongest man in the NBA. Um uh okay, I've never told this story before. But you probably knock one of us over with a flick of the forehead. I ain't worried about it. Um, I'm sorry. I just, uh, yeah. If you mad about me bringing this up, then it is what it is. That's you. You just insecure and sensitive. Um, what's his name? Hashim the beat. Let me tell you the story real, real quick. I'm gonna go as fast as I can. Hashim the beat, the number. He was the number two draft pick. Um, I want to say it was 2010 for the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Same year, I believe Michael Jackson died. It was around that same week. That was a rough week for me because Michael Jackson passed, and we drafted Hashim the beat. If you're a Grizzly fan, you understand why. Seven foot three, shot blocker in college. He gets to the Grizzlies and amounts to nothing. He does nothing. At the time, um, I just graduated high school. I'm working at Costco, my first job. And I'm out there pushing baskets and loading carts and stuff like that. And one day I see him walk in. I'm a huge Grizzly fan. So, you know, I'm like, oh, dang, dude, that's dope. I see Mark throughout the city. I've seen um Mike before in the city doing certain things. Um, the beat just got here. Okay, cool. You know, I may say just what's up to him when he come out. He walked in. This dude walked out. Uh, it was like three of his homeboys behind him, and they all got bicycles, big bikes. You know, they just rolling bikes out. If you ever been in Sam's and Costco, you know people have to check your receipt. Well, one of my coworkers, a female, checking people's receipts. She don't know who this tall. Yeah, he's tall. He probably plays basketball. He walks out. And uh, she said, yes, sir, can I see your receipt? And he looked at the lady and said, do you not know who I am? Now, at the time, I'm 18 years old, hugest Grizzly fan in the world, but, like, that ain't even called for, bro. Like, you ain't got to flex on this lady. Obviously, she don't know who you, who you are because she didn't say hi to you. Like, so I, I look, go, like, bro, yeah, she don't know you who she think who she to be, but that's our policy, bro. Like, you ain't got to be a dick to her. Excuse my yeah. French. I'm 18. Like, it ain't, okay, if you put hands on me, obviously – that whatever is whatever come with that and i ain't trying to be no tough guy i promise i'm not because that's not how i live my life at all but like we just talking about yeah he's taller than him i ain't worried about steve-o steve-o's a good guy he know i come from a good place if i say like bro if you are dribbling the ball up the court and pulling up from three and you can't even hit free throws right now steve-o come on bro like let's be honest that ain't cool that ain't helping the team just because you're on the other end getting rebounds that's all i'm saying nicole like yeah we can have a cordial conversation i ain't trying to shit on the guy talk crap to him or nothing like that but yeah i was gonna start doing it just to come at you you watch he's gonna look directly into the valley sport camera at half court and just shoot a three and it it ain't gonna make it it's gonna go halfway and (laughs) damn but see steve ain't even that egotistical he wouldn't do that he know what he does for the team and he stays in that and that's my only thing about db but uh we'll see 
we'll see. Um, I guess we spent a little bit too much time on that. But I think I do think that Jaron is going to be the one that gets it. He deserves it. Uh, but DB being on that first team right next to him and being voted probably second, I think he is definitely number two. Um, in itself, that's that's well-deserving and a great year for him. So we'll leave it at that. I'm not talking about DB no more, y'all. That's my New Year's <laughs> resolution. You no say that now. Yeah, it's true. What else can I say that's different? I can't change up any argument. I'm tired of arguing with people on Twitter and on the phone. Like it's just it's tiresome. Y'all gonna y'all gonna ride for one, whatever. We get that point. Y'all see my point, or you may not see my point. It is what it is. Go green. I ride for him, but I also criticize him when he's wrong. And I don't sit here and argue with people either. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not here to change nobody's opinion. Because at the end of the day, I'm still ride for Dylan because he puts on that Grizzlies uniform. But you know, right. That's we're still going to get you one at the end of the season. <sighs> I said if he bought in, I'm still not in mind he bought in. I know, I know Black, Lives Ma- <laughs> Black Lives Matter, he keep trying to convince me that he bought in, and I go at him every time he said it because I'm sorry, 5 of 18 ain't bought in when you got two other 30-point scores in the same game. But whatever. Um, we're going to go ahead and jump to the next topic. Uh, last subject, um, Luke put a Twitter – poll out a few weeks ago um we talked about it last part but i want to kind of bring it back up because again y'all didn't get it and uh some stuff has changed a little bit and i want to just kind of hone in on it um uh, so luke if you would just kind of talk about that poll what you put out what your thoughts were uh and we'll just kind of go from there yeah and i still feel i still feel like the basis of the poll take the player out but the basis of the poll for me still stands you know i in my mind it was it was right before we were playing New Orleans, um, mm-hmm. and I just like we've got Danny Green, we've got Jake Laravia, and we've got a bunch of first first round picks. You can package those together, and that's a really really enticing trade package that is roughly fifteen sixty million salary. You know, it's a really easy, really nice package. And I put up a poll. It was like, if you could trade for Kyle Kuzma, for example, um, and give away that, would you? And I was surprised at what people were saying. You know, like 50% of the people that that answered said yes, but 35% of the people said no. And for me, it's like, why would you not trade away these things that you're not using at all? to get something to add to the equation to make yourself better. Because mm-hmm. I do think we still need one guy. I think we are still one, one piece away. None of our starters. I don't think any of our one through seven rotation guys are the problem. I just think we need an eighth guy, eight or ninth guy to add to that playoff rotation and it doesn't I, I, people feel a lot of way about coups you know maybe it's not coups but there's a whole lot of players out there that you can get with that trade package a lot and i just think that there's i think there's a lot of grizzlies fans that are stuck in the like very digging their heels in in the fact that this team does not need to change anything and i think it does i think we it's so like we mentioned earlier, like just a couple minutes ago, we need offensive production off the bench. We need a Jordan Clarkson type. We need someone who could come in off the bench and get you a bucket without sacrificing anything on defense. And there's a lot of guys out there. There's 
There's a lot of people out there that doesn't have to be Kuzma. There's a lot of guys out there that doesn't disrupt the flow of our top five that you can get with that trade package. And I just think that it surprised me that only 50% of the 50% of people thought that that was a viable option. Cause I think you would, I would pull the trigger on that in a heartbeat in a, in a heartbeat. <laughs> it was more than 50%, wasn't it? Cause you had a, a yes uh, and you had a hell yes answer, right? So I had a hell, oh yes. Oh, that's true. So, so it was like 16 and a half percent said hell yes. So that's 76%. Yeah, I mean, no math. Sixty-six percent math. <laughs> math. Six, so, that's right. That one's right. Sixty-six. So they, I mean, most of the people like two thirds. Two thirds. Yeah, yeah, and that's all you need, you know. Hey, two thirds. We out. We out. We out. Vote y'all. So the other one thirds it is what it is. Kick rocks. Uh, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna throw some trade packages out. I got three trade packages that I'm gonna throw out to y'all because I think we have all agreed that especially now and i'm even on board at this point that there's no point of trading dylan brooks because that would be probably the only starter that you even throw in a package um we all in agreement that that's that's dead we don't even need to worry about that starting five is solidified at this point unless it's just a superstar that we couldn't even imagine being on the grizzly that becomes available and he says he wants to be here then you know we got to let him go the bench is definitely what we need. And so I'm going to throw out three different trade packages. I'm going to start with the Kuzma package because that's what the Twitter poll was around. You got a bunch of comments, a bunch of interaction on that one. Um, and I, you know, you you put one out there and we're going we're gonna to grade them and, and, and whatever. So I tweaked this one a little bit um, because Jake LaRavia, I, I love that dude. And I'm, I, I'm scared to give him away because I'm just worried that we're going to see him in a playoff series at some point in his career and he's going to kill us. If we trade this man. sink like 10 threes, just sink them. <laughs> I feel it, bro. I'm scared to let that man go. I really am. Um, so I swapped him out. I put Danny Green, John Conchar, and a first round pick for Kuzma. What's y'all grade on that? Uh yes. That see, that's the Jitty spot. And God, I love Jitty. This is a Jitty pod. That's the spot. <laughs> that's that's the spot where you need upgraded in your rotation, man. Like the, I, I was looking his December. The, the, the dude only had double digits twice in the month of December and only averaged more than two threes, like a handful of times. It's just that's, I, and I love him. I love him, but that's, that's the spot in the playoff rotation that you can't have that type of production. And so if you can ship him off and get someone better, I think that's a, a I just don't know if people want to make that trade. I don't, I don't know how people feel about Jitty around the league. I'm like Luke. Um, Jitty has just been really, really flat. I mean, he can come in and do some nice things, but as far as his offensive production, he's he's fell off since he got put back um, later in the rotation since Desmond came back. Um, he's he's fell off, and he's part of the casualty that does not give us points off the bench that makes the first unit have to come back in and work twice as hard just to get us back to where they were before they sat down eight minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So let me ask y'all this, and just real quick answer: If the Wizards come back and say we love that package, but for us to pull the trigger, we gotta add one more first round pick. Do you hang up the phone, or do you say go ahead and send them my way? I say yes. We got enough of them. We got a lot more than I think people realize. I mean, the Golden State one isn't even ours, and that that one's gonna be good. You know, like mm-hmm. I, that, that's how I like to view a lot of. If you just put that Golden State first, just include it in a lot of these trade packages. I, I, that's not even ours. You know, that's from the Iguodala trade. You know, that, yep. you know, if I, I try to look at it like 
if people ask for two like that, I mean, depending on the player, but we have yeah. them. And I don't want to be like OKC where you just – eventually you got to use these draft picks. You can't just keep ho- hoping that these first-round draft picks hit. You got you to use them for something eventually. You hang up or you, or you say send them my way, Nicole? Um, I would say send him our way, but it just depends on the money situation. That's my concern. How much oh, is this he every, want? Does, this works. Like, like, does he think that he's going to be um, a, a sixth man, a seventh man? Like, things would just have to be worked out to a T for that to happen. Oh, he's for extension. Guys, yeah, that's a lot of guys. A lot yes. Of extensions start yes. In. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Luckily with us, you know, if we trade for him and he agrees to stay here, uh, I will hope they will go ahead and he had that number, whatever it is, worked out. And uh, once we trade and him and he's that, on our squad, we can we can lock it in. But, you know, why I say um, bring in a Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson, he just denied his extension. He's a free agent. So say he could come in and, you know, start as a seventh, eighth man and work his way up. And in case no. something happens, he can be he can be that dude that we turn to as a starter if something happens, like if someone is injured, is what I'm saying. You um, know, he number six. He number six for me. Uh, uh, I love Tyus. <laughs> I love BC. I love everybody else on that bench. If he gets in the Grizzly uniform, he's num he's number six automatically. Like it's not even an argument. But no. like him at this point in his career, I just think he's looking for a ring, and I think he's a player of his caliber and his attitude would fit the culture, and that's what we're looking for. Yeah, so that's actually imagine. my next one. Oh, you got it. Good. Don't keep going. Keep going. Yeah. That. So I want I want you to comment on this, Luke. Uh, stay right there. So kind of the same package, just a little bit added to it. Danny Green, John Conchar. Unfortunately, Jake Laravia. I got to send you to Utah, and a 2024 first round Grizzlies draft pick. The reason why I say the Grizzlies pick is because I really want to keep that Warriors pick. Right now, they're not even in the play in. I don't think it it's gets much be better in the next year or two. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that their pick is going to be better than ours. Let me just say that. We we are we, – we set up for the next couple years to compete. They not. And so I would rather keep their pick and then send our pick out for something else. So we got Danny Green, John Conchard, Jake LaRavia, and the 2024 Grizzlies first-round pick going to Utah for Rudy Gay and Jordan Clarkson. Rate the trade. And if they require another, I'm going to say second-round pick because they ain't going to need another first round for that. We're giving them draft capital. We're giving them a promising prospect. We're giving them cap relief. And we're giving them a serviceable player in John Conchar. So if they require a second-round pick added, would you do it still? And uh, just rate the trade as a whole. Give me your thoughts. I would do it still because I give them that second round we got from Minnesota. We got We got the extra one. Like, just throw it in there. And like this is a great example. Imagine, imagine all these spot starts that Contar has made with with Clarkson instead. Like just just imagine like instead of put, having to put. I mean, we there's it's happened a lot this season. If we're starting mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson instead of Jitty in these games, it's like no, no question. And Rudy Gay, I like Rudy yeah. Gay though. I'm I'm a Rudy Gay fan. Like I would. Me too. I mean, but then it, it got, it, I would. I want to raise hell when he got traded. Yeah, man, it was when he got when we when he got traded. It was it. It was like one of the few good things that like had happened to Grizzlies fans for a hot minute, and then it was we just shipped his ass off. It was like, come on now, come on now. Yep. Like Grizzly fans that are like, but have come after the Rudy Gay era. Like 
we hype up the whole job thing because we've never had a literally superstar franchise superstar. We've never had that. But around that time when we had Rudy Gay, the, the hot thing in the NBA was having that three, like that small forward, tall, big guy, big guard type, you know, player that could do everything but could really score. You had Paul George, you had LeBron, you had KD, you had, uh, I think Kawhi was coming in at that time. You had Danny Granger. You had all these big threes, uh, big three wing players I'm talking about. Uh, and when we had Rudy Gay start to develop and become that, I'm like, dang, we finally got one of those, you know? He was competing against yeah. the D-Ways and the LeBrons when they came into Memphis. So, uh, obviously, he's on the other side of the hill at this point, but kind of like a guy we talked about before, um, Otto Porter for uh, the Golden State Warriors last year. Having a veteran that can come in, tall, get rebounds, hit timely shots, timely threes, not asking him to come in and play 50, uh, more than 15 minutes a game in a playoff series. Some games he may not even play, but I think having him and just bringing him home, I think is a nice story. Uh, you know, bringing him where he started it. Um, I think that would be pretty cool. But Nicole, obviously, I know the Jordan Clarkson. We we ain't even got to rehash that part. We know you 100% on board. Talk about just giving up Jake LaRavia, uh, possibly an additional second round. And then what's your thoughts on adding Rudy Gay to the fold? I know you rate this trade probably an A plus already. Uh, yes, this trade is a 10, 10 out of 10. Um, I would like Rudy Gay. I think y'all touched on everything for Rudy Gay for me. Uh, vet doesn't need no more than 15 minutes. He would be a great addition, not only for the team, but for helping coach on the bench and on the floor. Um, Jake LaRavia going to the Utah Jazz. <laughs> when you said that, when you said that, one thing crept into my mind, and it was the scary ass thought of him being developed next to Lori freaking marketing. Yes. That is scary. It is. That would be scary. <laughs> like, y'all, Lori marketing is different. Lori, Lori yeah. is built different. Like, he, he's been giving teams fits. And if you put a, a player like Jake LaRavia, who just picks up on things so quick and who's versatile and athletic and he's eager to learn and willing to do, you know, basically whatever is, is being asked of him in a place like Utah. <sighs> They in the development stage. He's going to get all the touches he want. Exactly. So he would have time to hash out any type of issues that he has. And if he builds that connection with, with players like that, it's, man, he would be good for Utah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I feel like Jake would be good. They, repackaging that deal, uh, what would you say? Because because that I, I like that deal a lot, too, the, one you, the exact one you just said. Mm-hmm. What if we? I like Gary Trent Jr. a lot. What if you did it from Toronto? Is that your next one? Is that your next? That's one? my next one. <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. That That's actually nuts that y'all like y'all are leading me into my stuff perfectly. So this one, we kind of dialing it back. We keep Conchar. This one is strictly just a Danny Green contract dump and a Jake Laravia giving them a prospect. Uh, and draft capital, giving them a 2024 same pick. I'm, I'm keeping emphasis on that pick, the 2024 Memphis pick, first round um, for Gary Trent straight up. We don't want nothing else, no draft picks, just no other players. Uh, it works in the trade machine. The money is perfect because we are a little bit under the cap, so even though we are sending out, well, it's about the same. I think we bring back a little bit more than what we're sending out, but uh, it works perfectly. Uh, and with Gary Trent, 
for me to tell y'all that it's not paying attention. Last six games, right, Gary Trent been on the heater. And I don't believe he starts for Toronto right now. Um, I know they got some injuries, so it just depends. You know, they they funneling players in and out of the lineup. But the last six games, 27 points, 22 points, 32 points, 35 points, 20 points, 20 points. Uh, True shooting percentage, the lowest game he had was the second one I talked about where he had 22 points, and that was 45.2. Everything else has been basically hovering over 60% true shooting percentage. Um, I love Jordan Clarkson as well, um, obviously, but Gary Trent's a little bit younger. Um, yep. we, we can have him on the fold for a little bit longer. And again, I hate to give up LaRavia to anybody because especially somebody that's possibly in a rebuild, but adding I'm him, fine. yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna have a squad, man. They still keep an OG. Uh, they probably gonna trade Van Vliet and uh. Siakam at some point to start over. They, they, I mean, you put that's they got a nice little core of big wing players to develop at that point. Um, and we're giving them some money off the books next year. But Gary Trent Jr., you was finna go there, Luke. I'm gonna let you just take, I'm gonna let you take the ball on this one. I that's that's the piece for me that can really make this team. I, you give me an eight man rotation of Jaw, Trip, Bain, Dylan, Steve O. Tyus, Gary Trent Jr., Brandon Clark, those eight guys in a playoff rotation, game over. Like, you, you ain't going to beat those guys. And then you have Aldama, Z, and Roddy that you can just throw at people. Sprinkle in, yep. Like, just pepper pepper them in whenever you need them. Like, that, the dude can hoop, and he's 23. How old? Or he's 24. He just turned 24. It's well within our time frame. I think he would fit really well with these dudes. And you're talking about his shooting, man. He the one thing that he's shooting over eighty percent from the line, from for, his free throw percentage is over eighty percent, and he gets to the line at least three point eight times a game. We yeah. need that. We need that. We're still dead last in free throw shooting, man. We like we, if we can get someone who's shooting the ball at the rate he is, like game over. It's like he. He, he checks all the boxes that Jordan Clarkson does, except he's five years, six years younger and fits exactly in the timeline of this team. And I, I just – I think he – I think he, for me, that's the player that I think tips the scales and can really put Memphis above everybody else. Nicole, how you feeling? GT Jr. Uh, eight and a half out of ten. Tell us I why. like it. I like it. I'm just pushing my Jordan Clarkson agenda. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm pushing over here. It's, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, Gary Trent, I think, like you said, I, I, I really don't even want to repeat everything you said because what you said is really the truth, Luke. It's the gospel on it. I mean, he fits everything uh, timeline-wise, what we need. Uh, he can defend a little bit, too. Uh, he don't yeah. get He don't get the 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 – the accolades and the, I guess the um I can't even think of the word I'm trying to find right now. But he don't he don't get kudos for the defense that he can play. I know he played a lot more defense, I think, when he was with Portland, but he can get down and defend. And I think as well as Kuzma too, I think I like them in possible closing lineups. Uh, because if you run out Ja, Dez, Gary Trent Jr., Dylan Brooks, and Tripp at center. Or you wrote and just just swap Gary Trent Jr. out and put Kuzma out there. Like those are some great last three four minute lineups that can really do everything on the floor. And what it allows again, I'm gonna go back to Dylan. It allows Dylan if which we need him to at the end of the games. We need you. 
I don't even care. At this point, I don't care how much you shot throughout the game, Dylan. But for these last three, four minutes, I need you to lock the F up. Lock the yep. best player up on that other team. Exhaust yourself because we still got Dez that can either hit a three or he can drive. He can get he can make his own shot. Gary Trent, we know what he can do. You can't leave him open. And you're talking about John and Trip on that pick and roll, pick, pick and pop, whatever. Same things with Kuzma. Like that makes us dangerous. That gives us the punch. We were listening to the Grizz 901 podcast, Daniel and Nate, the post game. They were talking about jabs and and haymakers and stuff like that. The Grizzlies, we need a dude that's gonna give you a haymaker. And Gary Trent, he can give you a he can hit them timely, just suck the life out of you three pointers that we're gonna need in the playoffs. So I love it. All three of them I love. I, I mean, I and I'm not saying this because I'm bringing it to y'all. Either one, if they ran either one of them trades, I'm gonna be happy. But I think I lean towards the last two the most. Um, where I would be the most happy. But if we get Kuzma, hey, I'm not mad at all. I just think those other two solve us our issues just a hundred percent, no matter what. So yeah, man, we're gonna see. Uh, that was an interesting, you know, poll you put out, Luke. Appreciate you uh, bringing that back up for us. And uh, trade deadline is coming up. I mean, we're about a month and some days away, so we're gonna hear a lot of rumblings. There's gonna be a lot of rumors. There's gonna be a lot of just BS going on. You're gonna see some players tweeting because they're gonna be in their feelings because they were included in some trade rumors. <laughs> it happens every year. It happens every yeah, year. You know. So imagine the jobs and, and what we do for work. Imagine them talking about they're gonna let us go once a year. Like that would really suck, right? <laughs> Go trade us, trade it. We ever going to trade you to the uh, Philadelphia office uh, in February for salary and a couple couple second rounders? Yeah, we're going to drop your salary a little bit. Probably take a little bit of some of your benefits away. Like that would really suck, bro. It would suck. So, but you know, it is what it is. Um, we're going to leave it off at that. Uh, we had an hour and six. So, um, Luke, did you did you have a player of the week in mind this week? I know we're on a winning streak. Did you have anybody in mind that you wanted to give it to? I I mean, at this point, I I'm going to give it to the starting five for you know because they're starting to get those minutes now, and they're starting to solidify the how dangerous they can be, and it's nice. You know, it's it feels good when you're spend three quarters of or not three quarters when you spend a third of a season worrying about your starting five what those minutes will look like if it's going to look like the way you're expecting and when you're actually able to sit back and not only watch them poop but watch them put a whooping on a lot of good teams and a lot of bad teams it's just it's just nice it's nice so i'm going to give the whole starting five their flowers we got to get the bench figured out we got to figure it out i'm taking their flowers from them (laughs) <laughs> it ain't their fault man it ain't and i know fault. it's not their fault i love them still climbing did that climbing decided that this was the best course of action for right now and i i do think it's gonna be the first year we make a move not to go back into the you know what we just talked about but i do think they have to bro like this is the closest i think we've ever been to winning a chip like we when you just West look at the landscape open. it's wide open bro but i it's just hard to Take your bias out of it. Take you hate the Grizzlies out of it. Like, it's really hard to think that it's too many teams that can, you know, knock us out this year. I'm sorry. I just really don't see it. Like, I just really don't. And maybe there, maybe there is some bias creeping in. I don't know. And I know playoffs are different. But, I mean, if we just address that one glaring hole that we have with the starting five, like you said, playing how they playing right now, it's going to be pretty tough. 
to come talk to the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs. Draymond, while you back on your podcast, you know, Jada made Jada made Draymond start the podcast back up. That's crazy, man. He did these grizzly people, these, these grizzly boys just really live rent free in everybody's head, bro. I don't understand it. It's sickening to me sometimes. Like, y'all won't say nothing about nothing, but as soon as the grizzlies get mentioned in anything, here y'all come running, running y'all mouth in a negative way. But we don't even have to be doing anything for, for the Memphis to be trending on the damn Twitter. It's like shit. Yep. We were all we were <laughs> off the past two days. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Slow news week. Appreciate the impressions, I guess. Well, that's it. I don't have a highlight of the week. Uh, it's just been too many. Uh, and until we get video, I'm a, I may I may have to shelve that that portion uh, until we get video for you guys. But it's been a lot of crazy highlights. I talked about it last week. I really don't want us as a fan base to uh, get bored or feel like not even get bored. Just accepting what John Moran does every night is that's normal because what he's doing is not normal. Uh, so definitely don't get used to it because, um, yeah, it's, it's it's really unreal. It's really unreal. And even Jaren's blocks. Jaren has some blocks that's just, like, crazy. I could, there's so many I can pick from. But, yeah, we'll get that going back at some point once y'all get video of the podcast. But um, that's pretty much it, man. Uh, Luke, I know you talked about you got an article that's coming soon that you're working on. Uh, talk to us just a little bit about the about the article you got coming, so we can be on the. It's kind of going off. It, it's good we brought up this that segment about trades, man. It's going off exactly that. You know, it's just four guys that I think we can realistically get that mm-hmm. can in in a year where we need to. Um, yeah, four guys that realistically move the needle for us that we can get without mortgage in the future. You know, I these are guys that aren't one through seven. You know, I love OG. I, I love Zach Levine. I love all these superstars, but I, I, that's not – I don't want to go get these guys and drop them in our starting five. This is about four role players. It's like you said, role players win your rings. It's about four role players that Memphis can get, and they should con- seriously consider trading for them. Cool, cool. I'm ready to read it, bro. We all stay on the lookout. We will definitely make sure we tweet it out. Uh, make sure you follow Luke's Twitter page to you know and hit that notification bell so you'll know when it's dropping as well as Grizzly. We'll post it from there as well. Uh, Nicole, you got anything coming up soon? Anything you want to leave us with before we get out of here? Um, not right now, but I am working on a few things. I'm just waiting uh, a few more days to see exactly what's going to happen because I do feel like something is going to happen and we're going to make a move before the trade deadline. And it, I really feel like it's coming really, really soon. So I'm waiting it out. Well, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, yeah, a lot of it's gonna be some shable. I said I cannot talk. I said shable. It's gonna be some table shaking stuff. Uh, I feel like coming this trade deadline. Last year was kind of weak. I feel like so. I think this year, you know, you got people that's either gonna decide to tank, they're gonna decide to punt and rebuild, or you may just have a crazy move that that changes the whole NBA. I think it's coming. Um, so we'll see. Um, but that's all we got for this week. Uh, we appreciate y'all tapping in and staying this long. If you haven't, make sure you give all of us a follow we on want Twitter. To predictions? Are we skipping predictions, bro? You know this is when we when we do the year wrap up video. I, I promise I'm gonna do it. Or, or it's gonna be a year wrap up video and a year wrap up podcast. But at some point, we're gonna put all of your predictions that were like five and zero and three and zero. And then the other segment is gonna be how many times I forget to go over this every single show. I was, I was like, like we, bro, they were 4-0 this past week. You just going to not acknowledge my, my 4-0? <laughs> I 
Hey, so uh, real quick tidbit, y'all. We talked about in the podcast if they went 5-0 and because we did the five games. The fifth game is actually tomorrow uh, when they play the Jazz on Sunday. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'll be hearing this on Monday, so you'll know who won this game already. But I'm going to go ahead and apologize for saying they wouldn't go 5-0. and I think it's no way on God green earth that they go out there and lose to the Jazz for a third time this season after losing back-to-back, especially at home. So – that was the bet that I would come over here and apologize. So I'm going to apologize in advance. I hope this don't bite us in the butt and we end up losing when this comes out <laughs> on Monday. Um, so we'll skip that one. We'll skip that one. Well, you know what? No, no, no. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because we don't really have a lot. We got the Jazz and then we got the Spurs uh, twice all at home this week. So, I mean, I really can only go off those two games, I guess. But we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll throw it all three in there together because it ain't happened yet. So. I'm, with, I'm gonna beat you to it. Three and zero, three and zero. <laughs> yeah, retweet three, three and zero. What you got, Nicole? Um, with the injury report that just came out, oh, Uh-oh. Ja Uh-oh. is questionable, Uh-oh. and so is Stephen Adams, and Brandon Clark is out. Mm. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to go two or three and zero. No X man, we'll X, be has, at been, home, X but... has been getting good minutes. <laughs> Man, I know we've been at home, but I just can't sleep on the Jazz. I can't sleep on Laurie and them. Like, we did it before, and look what the hell happened. They molly whopped us I mean, twice on the back-to-back. They're a legitimate playoff team right now. I don't know how, and I don't know why, but they are, what, number six, seven, something Clarkson like that. Clarkson and Conley Eight, was beating the hell out of us. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. You can't really – yeah, you, you can't really – uh and then if you, won't, if you ain't got Steven Adams or John Morant, I mean, Steven is questionable with an illness for um, the Jazz game tomorrow. And Jaws having that right that right thigh soreness. So. He, he might not play. We'll see. We'll see. So what you, hold on, are you saying two and one? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying three and oh, but don't tell me I was no. wrong if it's two and one. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Nicole gonna ride that. Nicole gonna ride that fish, man. She. <laughs> I'm just being realistic. Yeah. I'm yep. just being realistic. The Jazz just tend to play better against team like teams like us in the Pelicans when they have a challenge. They tend to step up just a little bit more and sharpen up just a little bit. And that little bit is always our dagger. Yep. That's Lord true. probably definitely yep. go for thirty tomorrow for sure. <laughs> God They're just well coached, man. That's good coaching. That's good coaching to come out and whoop those teams that are that are good. That and that's we, that's the grind of their players, man. Yep. Yep. We shall see. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put stamp it as a podcast crew. Three and oh. Three and oh. Three and oh. I hope I hope I hope we didn't bite ourselves in the foot with this jazz game. Mainly me, because I tried to call it beforehand, even though we already talked about it, but whatever. Uh you hearing this on Monday, so if I messed it up, tweet me and go off. Is is you well of your of your rights to do so? Uh, my bad for the jinx, if so. So uh, if anything, if nothing else, man, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Uh, another long pod, but hey, it happens when you get to talking how we talk. So uh, make sure you follow all of us on Twitter in the description below. Uh, tell us some, you know, tweet us, man. If it's some stuff you want us to talk about, we probably do a mailbag again. I like when we got those questions in, so we'll probably do that for next week as well. Uh, so make sure make sure you tweet us your thoughts, your questions, or anything like topics you may want to hear us talk about. And uh, you never know, you might get a shout out on the pod. So, uh, Luke, Nicole, appreciate y'all as always. Um, and uh, 
we'll be back next week to do this all again. So as always, man, y'all be safe out there. Have a good week and go Grizz. <laughs>